0: Welcome back to Marketing with Soul on the Relevant Podcast channel, where we discuss how to make healthcare relevant to modern consumers. I'm Jared Johnson, founder of the Shift Forward Health Production and Marketing Group.
1: And I'm Peter Balestrari, Director of Marketing and Communications for WVU Medicine and the Rockefeller Neuroscience Institute.
0: Our goal here is to open your eyes to the many ways in which organizations are marketing to and engaging with modern consumers about their health. We'll guide you through three segments, each based on parts of a soul song, The Hook, The Groove, and The Call. These episodes are fast-moving, so let's get right into it. Peter, the hook today is about a little thing called direct primary care, and I will try, like I said earlier uh, in our show prep, to limit myself here. I am, I am a fan of this type of care, but we're going to talk mostly about the marketing and the perception and positioning of it and we'll use an example of a real clinic out there called healthcare which is based in Minnesota and we will look at what message needs to be conveyed to match this model so let's start off with a basic here what is direct primary care peter this is a form of membership based a subscription to a primary care provider who for one for one price that's usually just based on per person or per family And it includes a majority of basic primary care encounters and services. So instead of not knowing exactly how much you're going to be charged for something. First off, every direct primary care provider that I'm aware of has their pricing listed on their website because it's a differentiator there. So absolute price transparency. At any time, they usually have a way for you to connect with them digitally and engage and communicate off hours. So this is far different than a nine to five typical primary care clinic where, hey, if you happen to be later than that, you have to go to the urgent care. No, and in most cases they do cover quite a few urgent care types of of care that can be provided. And there's just a lot to be said for the model itself where where I think it's worth focusing today is is first on that price transparency piece. And we'll get into that a little bit here. But then also the fact that you can see the doctor or contact them as often as you need. And this isn't an era where we've heard some EHR providers out there are, you know, at least in the last year, have started charging for messaging them in the patient portal. There are just trends like that that make it harder to feel like you can engage with your provider in a time that might be convenient for you. It has to be convenient to them. And that might feel a little unfair, but that's how it comes across a lot of times to a consumer who says, yeah, shoot, it's 501 and I have a question. Something happened. Now I have to go... To a different urgent care clinic that doesn't have all my information and my my records and doesn't know me and is going to try to diagnose something. Well, that sucks, (laughs) you know. And there's also the piece of of wait times. The typical wait time. For a primary care provider in the U.S. is still several weeks. It depends on the day and it depends on the type of of clinic and the type of relationship you have with them. But I've seen stats from anywhere from like 20-something 20 days, 21, 23 days up to 42 days for the average wait time to go see your primary care provider. So needless to say, you have to fit your life into something that's convenient for a typical primary care provider, unless there's something like this. And so I don't know, what were your thoughts on the model itself? And then we'll get into the marketing.
1: You know, I, I, this is an interesting model um, for me. Uh, I've never uh, had to consider this model. Um, I've always, you know, worked in, in organizations that provided, you know, the healthcare benefits uh, as part of, part of the, you know, uh, employment. And so it's an interesting approach um, from the standpoint of what they offer, the, the pricing that I've seen. And the, the thing that comes to mind for me is whether whether there's organizations like this uh, across the United States that are that are doing this, I'm not sure. But it, it begged for me to, to talk about it as a – this is the kind of health system for entrepreneurs, right, or people that are in business for themselves – and you know that didn't want to get into the whole Cobra world, and I don't know. I I, I really think that this enables people to follow their dreams of uh, and and follow non traditional work career models for themselves and their families. So I don't know. I'm 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 kind of excited by this, you know. And again, we'll get to healthcare, but they're talking about services that range from stitches to electrocardiograms and even health health healthy lifestyle coaching. So this isn't surfacey stuff, right? There's, there's some good stuff here and you can see your doctor uh, or you can get in touch with your, your, your healthcare providers as many times as you want. And that's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I was, um I was impressed by this, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on into the groove. So this is our main section where we'll discuss kind of how they position themselves and market themselves. We'll use an example here with healthcare clinic, which is again, a clinic based in in Minnesota. And it's a perfect example of, of a type of clinic here because their headline here, again, a lot of times we look at the website of these organizations and just look at how are they trying to position themselves and what can we learn from that? One of the things here is right off the bat, their headline is Healthcare care clinic provides unhurried primary care through an affordable membership with no per visit charges. So unhurried primary care. I think it's the first time we've seen that phrase so far, Peter. And if, if that's a thing they're focusing on, I think they do a great job of highlighting it below there. They talk about personal care. So they call it consistent, thoughtful, unhurried primary care from a provider, you know, who knows you. So they're definitely focusing on the relationship part here, which, the direct primary care model can lend itself to, I feel like, a more consistent relationship with a provider. That's That's been, again, my own experience, as well as others that I know who who work with a direct primary care provider for them or their families. They also talk about here how the cost of lab work is covered, and you can have your first two prescriptions covered with your membership. So I, I can tell you a lot of direct primary care Providers also provide medications. They have a lot of generic medications and they provide them either to you at cost or such a low markup that it feels like it's at cost. And it really does make you wonder why it costs so much in the emergency room, for instance. For these guys, they also have a personal, uh, for healthcare, they have a service called Healthcare Coach, which is personal metabolic health coaching. So they say that's available for an extra $49 a month or $490 a year. But if you become a, a member of the clinic, then you get that service for free. So I can tell you some of the content that, that healthcare has put out has to do with they they have their their main provider Dr. Dave uh, Dr. Dave Strobel and he has put out videos explaining things like supplements and other things that affect your metabolic health and it's coming straight from him but it's part of their their care model so I I guess there, there's a lot of things to like here for me because they're looking at how they put themselves out there what their value proposition is directly to a consumer, how they're wording it differently, what they're focusing on and what we can learn from it. So when they say unhurried primary care, they've got me right away. Then they say an affordable membership and they say no per visit charges. I mean, a lot just to get your attention right off the bat that says, okay, now let, you know, what's, if it leads you to even ask like, what's the catch? That that, that could be a good thing, you know, cause it almost sounds too good to be true.
1: It's interesting to me from the standpoint of what healthcare also is saying is Back to what we've talked about in previous episodes, right, is they want to have an ongoing relationship with patients. In fact, HELP in their name is stands for Health, Energy, and Longevity Plan. So not only relationship, but the idea, again, of proactive care, of not being reactive, and, it, and, it, and it's trying to be a healthier so that you don't have as many issues down the way. And I thought for, it was interesting because – this is Lee Acey's, uh, venture. And, you know, it's, they started it in Austin and now it's in Rochester and Lee's uh, former employer is Mayo Clinic. And they, they asked him, I said, they asked him, they said, is this, is it a competition? And he said, he, he didn't think so. He thought it was complimentary because he, he gave the nod to Mayo Clinic saying they, well, they're the ones that are going to be providing the serious and complex care for for patient's, not only in Rochester, but around the world. I mean, they're global, right? It's Mail clinic. And then he went on to say the cost of primary care is high and availability of primary care is not what it could be. So they're, they're filling a, a, a need, but also giving the nod to the, the larger tertiary, quaternary healthcare organizations such as the Mayo clinic. So there's a, a, a need for both and they can exist symbiotically and, and together in the same world. So I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. From what I've seen in with other direct primary care providers that is their goal. They're not trying to be everything to everyone. They're trying to create a type of primary care relationship that covers a lot of the common things that are difficult to know where to get treated for a lot of people. And they're trying to help people understand the benefits of that. At least at least healthcare is here on their website, right? So pointing pointing to those kinds of things. And I I do feel like it's just worth calling out where you were just describing the role of preventive care in any primary care relationship. Does everyone offer that? No. Does everyone see the benefits of it? No. Does everyone feel like there's room for that as they try to become more profitable and recover revenue from their health systems? No, not necessarily. So acknowledging that, we're looking at things from the consumer's point of view here. And when they see somebody else trying to do that, somebody else bringing things into the conversation that they have like, I've always wondered why my doctor doesn't ask me about this or bring this thing up or talk to me about things I can do to be more preventive in my care. It's hard for me to admit that I don't do something. You know, it's, it's a lot of shame that can be associated with, with our lifestyle choices. And here they are, at least again, we, we base a lot of our, our assessments here, if you will, based on things that are on their websites or just our limited experience or things we're aware of that these brands do. But that's one thing that is a differentiator for sure. Uh, Another part of this is the price transparency, which again, because there are different levels or types of direct primary care. Some of them are fully what they'd call almost like a pure DPC, meaning they don't accept any insurance. They don't file any claims for any care that they provide. There are hybrids, if you will, that still work with insurance, but just on a limited basis, only on a certain limited set of CPT codes basically. There are benefits to each. We were talking about access and the types of care that can be provided. There's benefits to each, but that's up to each provider to to decide what, what their focus is. Where it, again, has to do with consumers is what's the alternative here? This is an alternative financially, which we haven't talked a lot about the marketing of the, the finances of healthcare. But the alternative here in a lot of cases is a high deductible health plan, which is in this cash economy that's being created because of high deductible health plans it is an alternative it's a differentiator so there are people who are going to naturally be magnetized to this type of messaging because they're like yep that's been a sticking point for me before you know what's the point of paying these premiums when i have a ten thousand dollar fifteen thousand dollar deductible and i'm going to be paying that anyway can i have some things taken care of at whatever is 50, 70, 80 bucks a month. Uh, I think I'd rather try that out, at least for some things. So I do do think one limitation is that that's not always clear, especially on the surface for people who are just learning about direct primary care. It's not completely clear. Like, wait, do what will I need? catastrophic coverage. In addition to that, uh, in a lot of cases, I think the answer is yes, but there's a lot that has to be explained about the model because it is so different. So it's a differentiator, it's a benefit, but it also takes a lot to explain, I feel like. And so that, that can be a challenge.
1: Yeah. And, and this is the one that was interesting to me with regard to kind of messaging points and things that they called out that they said, and you can have a, you can speak with a doctor or a nurse practitioner for up to an hour, And, and so that was, that's back to this kind of, don't rush me along. This is my health. And we're talking about, uh, I want to have a relationship, you know, I, I want to get all my questions answered because, you know, it took me enough time to get to to meet with you, right? All those kinds of things that, that is an interesting one that they call out, right? I can, I can meet with somebody and talk about my health for up to an hour. Just an interesting marketing, um, message (laughs) on this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, well, we're going to wrap up here with the call. This is where we ask, how can marketers actually use this information to improve the health of America. It's a different slant on marketing with soul. We absolutely believe here that we're not hearing this question asked enough and that the more we do ask it, the better chance we have actually of really fighting against the true villain here, which isn't a different type of healthcare in my mind. You can make the case otherwise, but but this is my thing. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> the villain here is an unhealthy America. It's our health behaviors and choices that aren't in line with our goals and our opportunities to live healthier and have that wellness in our lives. And wherever we are in that journey, these marketing messages are entering into our lives and, and the way that healthcare is being marketed overall, I just feel like is typically just missing the mark, not only giving credit to the wonderful care that's happening at just about every healthcare organization out there, just about every clinician out there is doing a lot of good. And I don't think we hear that enough. I just think we hear about all the horror stories. And so You can take a look at something like direct primary care. You can take a look at help care clinic, these guys themselves and recognize everyone can be finding ways to tell the good news, like the good stories about how they're helping change people's lives. We can hear a lot more of that and that overall will increase the trust in the system here. So again, I could probably spend a whole different episode, which I won't talking about the model itself and how I feel like a membership based subscription. That's just predictable, uh, helps, People tend to seek care more and, and maybe trust it over time, maybe. But even just the marketing of it itself, of helping people understand they can see a doctor for a longer period of time, to your point. You can talk to them for up to an hour or whatever it is, uh, depending on the provider. That's big. That's That can be revolutionary, bringing preventive care into the conversation and engaging with with consumers in that way is a different level. So I, I think the potential here is endless. I think it's a movement that I've seen really gain a lot of steam, but it still has a long way to go. So uh, I want to be aware of the uh, the limitations in the current state of things. But yeah, lots, lots of good to be said here, I think.
1: Yeah, and I'll just take a little bit of a different angle and just reiterate what I said earlier in this in this episode was: this is a, a game changer for healthcare in in the U.S. in terms of careers. This is the model that will allow people to take that chance on their on their careers that they want to become an entrepreneur, they want to go into business for themselves, and maybe the only thing that was holding them back. You know, maybe they've got a couple of kids or whatever, maybe they have a couple of pre, um, you know, kind of some pre existing conditions or such really prevented them from, you know, going in and going into business for themselves or something along those lines where, you know, if marketed correctly, this could be kind of like take that leap of faith on your career because as a health system, we're, you know, uh, we're here for you, and we're gonna we're gonna be with you every step of the way. Like I, I think there's some really amazing potential marketing campaigns that could be had with organizations and and, uh, and outfits like this. I think it's kind of a cool thing. So just a little bit of a different approaching it, maybe from the side door, if you will. On on what does this mean for the U.S. and and, and the health of the U.S.? It helps address the health of our economy in a way, uh, and it helps to address the, the way people want to work going forward. Maybe they want to start a business for themselves and now they can finally think about doing it. I think that's kind of cool. I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited by that.
0: Likewise, a perfect place to wrap this one up too, Peter. Lots more we could talk about, but frankly, that's enough talk from us. <laughs> now it's time to go do something about it. So, on behalf of Peter, this is Jared reminding you that modern consumers expect to engage with their health in modern ways. So be sure that your marketing was sold. Thanks for
1: listening.